it's a great joy for me to be with you this morning and uh, you have seen this 10 minutes DVD what we are doing there is only 25% of our ministry there's still more but we cannot show you everything in uh, one CD and uh, we work hard <clears throat> we don't play fool around we don't waste time and we don't game here and there we are clearly focused and we are committed for a lifetime in order to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the needy Hindus and Muslim. And India has 1.2 billion people. They speak uh, 3,342 languages and dialects. And 160 million are Muslim, third largest populated country, Muslim, Muslim population in India. And India worship more than 33 and, a, 33 and a billion gods. Gods are cow is a god, donkey is a god, monkey is a god, snake is a god. These kind of gods. But these millions of gods, are, billions of gods are demons, not gods. Only Jesus Christ is God. Because the Bible says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one come to God except by me. That's what I found myself from, from Hindu background. I searched and searched through all my life in my religion. Hindu religion is something like this. Searching for a black cat in a dark room which isn't there. You got it? <laughs> Never try. <laughs> try in this. You get a pure gold. And you get crown, crown at the end of your journey. This book promises. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. The unchanging God in the changing world. So you need him. Walk close with him. Be fruitful. Be a blessing to someone that your life should become a blessing. I have written a tract called your life blossoms today. I'm indigenous man. I'm Indian man. I have my own culture, my thinking. My people needs my message, not the American message. So we are fruitful in India through your prayer and support. Your pastor, Eric, he had come to that Bible conference, National Worker Conference. He spoke so well and he challenged, you know, Pastor doesn't hide anything from his heart. He is open-hearted man. He openly speak everything. So our people really enjoyed his preaching, his teaching, and I am one with him. And uh, it's a sad for me that I missed him. You can't find many men like Pastor Eric. And uh, wonderful man of God. But his time has come. He's gone to the glory of God. He's gone there. But one day, you and me, we will see him face to face, the book says, if we live faithfully and honestly and truthfully, holy life for him while we live in this earth. So I'm so privileged to be with this morning. And thank you, you are supporting financially and praying for me. You and your pastor gave me $10,000 last time when I came for that money to be used to build an orphanage in India. So we built an orphanage. We have 20 unwanted kids, uh, girls are taken up inside and they're growing 
and love the Lord. And uh, many blessings come because by giving one man's gift. So the Lord is really blessing our ministry. And uh, I like to share with you something that is found in the book of uh, Exodus chapter 4. <clears throat> It says, um, chapter 4, verse 17, You shall uh, take this rod in your hand, with which you shall be, you, you shall do the sign. <clears throat> well, Abraham, uh, sorry, Moses, um, he was in Egypt. He was a prince, highly educated, skillful person. He is the master builder for Pharaoh king in Egypt. And he is a very intellectual man. Very, very powerful man. But he lived for 120 years. The first 40 years, he left his palace. The time came. God let him go in the wilderness. In Median wilderness. Median, Median wilderness is like, uh, like in your country, Phoenix, Arizona. Only rocky mountains. But he went there. God sent him. It was very disappointing. And such a great man, prince, is walking in the wilderness. Lonely. For how long? Forty years. How many Americans would like to walk for 40 years? Americans don't have patience at all. <laughs> You're impatient. Everything should be done today, right now. God's plan is not like that. You ought to wait for him. Hours, month, year. But finally, he will not disappoint you. So it's a spiritual truth. All of us, we have to learn from the life of Moses. Uh, life of, uh, uh, Moses. Moses, it, I've been reading lately this book. He's my biblical hero. What a great man. Then the Lord found him. Moses, God began to speak to him. You know when? In the bush. When he was in the mount. He was uh, um, tending the sheep of his father-in-law, Jethro. Even he didn't have his own sheep. Somebody else's sheep he was looking after. He became a zero. In palace, he was something. But here, he was nothing. He became a zero, 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 zero. Forty years too long. And loneliness. And mountain. Rock. And the blue sky. These are his friends. Nothing but. But God kept quiet for 40 years. 40 years he kept quiet. Finally, God appeared to him and said, I want you to go back to Egypt. Egypt job is a huge, um, challenging job. It's not an easy place to go and fight against that King Pharaoh and bring God's people free. It's impossible. He's not a military military man, like you, American went to war to Pakistan and Iraq and Afghanistan. 
how many billions of dollars he wasted how many lives have gone and still is not solved our problem we are fearful what is the next what is going to happen we are all living with the fear and anxiety but when god called moses moses refused to go i am not fit for that task i am not been trained i am a lonely person i have nothing not even extra pair of clothes clothes and he said i want you i want you to go lord i cannot speak like you say i cannot sing right pastor i cannot pray you american pray just little prayer baby prayer you know he said i cannot go i cannot go i'm an only man no training i lost everything i am lost 40 years in the wilderness jesus said you go he said i cannot speak i am slow in speech my vocabulary is no good my dictionary language is no good and by this he will not be convinced the enemy will not be convinced the lord said no i am with you i will put my word in your mouth you don't have to say all this excuse for to me i am with you lo i am always with you even end of this age there is our god but he was a lonely man 40 years in the wilderness you know he has no other communication with others he said what i am to do the challenge is so huge impossible task he has no weapons he has no magic he has no this or that but in the deep in his heart there was a willingness to go then the lord said i will send with you your own brother a keynote speaker like our pastor um um what he call his name hains <laughs> our pastor talks very well i like him very bold huh we need somebody to talk like that otherwise you won't wake up because you drink 3 4 cup coffee every day they have to put you to sleep we need to somebody to shout on ears that's why god said i will send uh, i will send your brother aaron he is a keynote speaker good speaker uh, he, he will speak very well for you you don't have to speak he will speak for you he is your weapon go now set my people free they are in bondage for 430 years they have no they work day and night but no labor charges given and and humiliated tortured wounded and they are desperate their cry has been reached my presence i need you to go you alone can set my people free moses took the challenge and he said what am i to do again excuse he is asking excuse what am i to do hey moses what you have in your hand there is the word uh, in chapter 4 verse 17 it says you shall take this rod um no 4 2 it says moses replied your rod 
What is in your hand? He said, I have a rod. A staff. Can, with a staff, can you kill a sheep or goat or fox? Nothing. Impossible. A stick. That's all. But God is asking him to go with that stick to fight with the mighty Pharaoh, the king Pharaoh in Egypt. He well-versed in war. He well-versed in everything. Silver and gold, diamond, everything he had. But Moses had only one rod. God this morning is asking you, my brother and sister, what is in your hand? God is calling you for his service. You are trying to tell him, I am not a fit. I am not a capable. I am not uh, studied very much. I am limited. I can't speak. I don't have enough vocabulary. All kind of language you excuse you can tell. But God is demanding someone to go for him as his representative on this face of this earth to bring, set people free from the bondage of sin, from sinful life. They must be delivered. Unless the gospel must be taken to, by someone, they cannot go. So they went. Both they went. With the rod. The king, Pharaoh, thought he must be foolish people. Shepherd boys are coming to the palace. Ignoring. Insulting. God said, put the down. He did down and, and the rod became a snake. Again, he touched it, the tail of a snake. The snake became a rod. The first sign. With that, with the rod, he showed so many signs and wonders. Ten times, the red, red Nile River became red. The sea became divided. Which one? By which? Through magic? Or praying? Rod. God anointed that rod. God, he committed and dedicated, gave the rod to God in God's hand. God blessed it. God anointed it. And God made it as a weapon. And through this, this, this stuff, he shaken the kingdom of Pharaoh. You can do it. I can do it. You have faith this morning. You may have a dollar. You may have a good job, good home, comfortable life. But do you have supernatural anointing on you to shake the power of darkness in your own city? God is looking this morning for a Moses with a rod, with a staff. With one staff, he shook the kingdom and also delivered God's people by showing signs and wonders after, after, so many times. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened and hardened and hardened. It was tough. And finally, he has let it go, the people of Israel, after 430 years. And hundreds and thousands of people left. Once for all, once for all with that rod, he beat the sea. The sea divided. And they walked through the dry land into the wilderness where they had a celebration. Like you had a celebration this morning, worshiping the Lord, shouting and rejoicing, singing, praising, 
and glorifying God's holy name in this place just like that. More than that, they were doing in the wilderness. First time in their life history because that rod. That rod became something fantastic and supernatural powerful thing and, and an instrument. Yet powerful tool. Are you a tool in this morning? Whose tool are you? Please brother, tell me. Sister, you tell me. Whose tool are you? Where is your tool? Where is your rod? You lost it? Or you still holding on to it? Give it to God. Maybe little one. It looks like little. But with God, it will become big. It will become prosperous one. So you must be willing to do it something for him. You cannot hide. You cannot be slow. And you cannot always in the back seat. Come forward, up front. Stretch your rod to him, Lord. I have nothing. God is looking for small people. God is look, doesn't want people with ability. But people, he wants people, little people, small people who don't have nothing. One man said, unless you become a zero, you cannot become a hero. Yeah. It's true, I'm a, I, I'm, when I become a Hindu, Hindu man, become a Christian, the first thing God taught me to be zero. When I ask God, God will tell me, shut up, do it. <laughs> do it. You saw what I have done? Just one man. I had the privilege of baptizing 100,000 Hindus and Muslims with this hand, simple hand. That's a great achievement for me. I, like a rod, I left myself under the, under the hands of God. God, use me. I'm just a donkey to carry your burden wherever you send me. So I had a rod too. This is my rod. I gave it to the Lord this rod. God, bless it and use it. And deliver the people, those who are living in bondage in India. Please do this. I gave it to him. He blessed it. And now I'm using this rod. I would like to show you this rod. This is the heart of man. <clears throat> See, in the heart, so much of darkness. And look at his face. No hope, no joy, no peace. Inside the heart, so many animals are living. These are all like a peacock, the symbolic of human nature, pride. And uh, you've got a snake, is a poison. And da uh, pig is a filth and nasty. And a, a fox is very much cunning. And tiger is anger. And you become a certain kind of uh, frog in India and Congo. And when the rain season comes, they catch all the bugs and the worms that they eat and eat. They do not know when to stop till they bust out their stomach and die. There is a cultany. In America, so much you have those. And here, you have here a, a good annual. You, you, you put him and put him fence around him. Anyway, you will jump. As uncontrollable animal, lustful animal, day and night he wants to eat. 
And they thought I, this is a lazy. You ask him to go and get something from a Walmart, how long it will take? <laughs> See, 9.30, 9 o'clock, the worship service means, anyhow, you come only 10 o'clock. It's a laziness. See, many people go to hell, not because of they are sinners, because they are lazy. And this one eye is the man conscience being tortured and wounded and, um, you know, no healing at all. So he can't see. And here, the Lucifer is controlling his entire operation of this heart. Whatever the Lucifer says, they all dance and they will do act. So uh, this, this is the heart of man today. In everybody's, everybody's life like this. But God loves this man. He sent the Holy Bible and the Holy Spirit. It is up to him to accept or reject. The second one is, <clears throat> he decided to receive Christ in his life. When the divine light comes, all darkness, all sinful nature, all wickedness is running away. No wonder the Bible says, if any man being in Christ Jesus is a new creature, Old things are passed away. Behold, everything become new. You see, it's a face, it's a happy face. Yeah, he's become a new believer. Third, he's a fully a Christian. His heart is a pure, crucified Christ is there. His conscience is very clear. Indulging Holy Spirit is there. Holy, script, uh, Holy Bible is there. But that's not enough. Surround, the, uh, the temptations are surrounded by him. They are not miles and miles away. They can come any time, but it is necessary for him to go to the local church where they can uh, have a fellowship, learn, uh, learn from other Christians, and get spiritually matured so that when temptation comes, he can resist the temptation, he can overcome the temptation, keep his life always clean for the glory of God. <clears throat> And this one is a fully a Christian now, but God expects a fruit from his life. What is the fruit of a Christian? Turn this way. See, morning, he's got up, got up and nailed down and praying, talking to God. Secondly, he reading the scripture, that, that, reading the scripture, searching the scripture. Thirdly, he gives his food to the poor, clothes to naked, and he goes to the unriched people and, and sharing the plan of salvation from the Holy Bible. He is so compassionate with the love of Christ. And this, <clears throat> how do you like this man? Completely closed. The devil was standing, now he's sitting permanently enthroned. And he has no time for anything. It's a backslidden soldier, backslidden Christian's life this like this. You tell them thousand times, two thousand times, you cannot shake them. Their heart and mind and soul completely closed forever. No hope. Here is another man. <clears throat> the Bible says, For the wages of sin is to death. But here's a man who enjoyed temporarily sex, plenty of food, silver and gold and diamond. He has everything plenty. But death coming to swallow him up, 
is afraid to die, but death will not stop. It will avenge, it will take. And his his people are crying. After death, the burning flame is a hell fire. We ask the public, you like to go here? The public say, no, we don't want to go here. The Hindus and Muslims, they're scared to go to hell. And this one, <clears throat> the last one, this man is a Christian man. Bible says, this is appointed to man, unto man once to die after that judgment. What is a judgment? When he dies, his soul goes to heaven because he accepted Christ as a Lord. Look, his house, environment is so clean and holy and pure. So his wife and children know he dies. One day they will see him in the presence of God. After that, the angel of the Lord is taking his soul all the way to heaven. There you see the crown of life is waiting for him. He has a crown here. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 2, verse 10, it says, Be faithful till death. Then I will give you crown of life as award. So all of us who allow the Lord Jesus Christ, if we live faithfully till we die, 100% for him, God will give each one of us a crown in our head, in, in, in the heavenly places. So there is a story. Okay, Pastor. Thank you, thank you. This is the thing I created, developed in India, to reach masses of people in the to India in, in India throughout India, now I need to print this one ten thousand chart to be sent five thousand to Africa African continent, and another two thousand to Indonesia, one thousand to in, um, uh, Malaysia, and uh, many other countries they want this chart. So this is a very suitable for Indian mindset and Asian mindset. It doesn't require much education to explain the pictures to non-Christian and plan and present the plan of salvation to them. And so I want you to pray as I travel. I want to raise some money for this project. It costs $10 to produce this chart plus the plastic container and the guidebook. So there are many, many are waiting for this chart. I wanted to give them as a free gift to the third world country around the world. So this is my reason why I'm here in America this time. Okay? Done. Yeah, you can leave it. <clears throat> I got two things to say to you. What's in your hand? Last time I was here, he told us a story of his conversion living on the street in India, had nothing. And once he came to Christ, it cost even more than that because then his family wanted nothing to do with him. Forty-five years later, he's, you see the compound. You see the reach of ministry. And you know what's happening? Right now, God looks at each of us as followers of Christ. and goes, what's in your hand? What can be used for the good of my kingdom? What next step can you take to make sure that it happens? And Christian... God doesn't love A more than he loves you. He's willing to use you just like he's, he's choosing to use A. But you've got to step out, though. If you're not a Christian, you've just heard the gospel. And you know what? You want to start the journey? The journey starts by embracing the person of Christ. So all that crud and that dark black heart can be 
loosed and set free so you can be everything you are ever designed to be. The Bible says God knows each of us before we're formed in our mother's womb, that he knew us before the foundation of the world. And he's got a plan, but the only way you can figure out that plan is to come to him through the person of his son, Jesus Christ, and accept salvation and grow with him and be, a, be, be what he wants you to be. And you can only do that as you submit and surrender your life to him. That's it, bottom line. I had somebody ask me earlier this week after hearing a talk, are we going to help him? Well, we do every month. We, we, are, uh, we, we, we faithfully support and have for years. But we're not content just to let a man like this leave and not be equipped, further equipped to cope, keep. He's going to check this out. He told me this week he's going to be in Indonesia this year, southern Sudan, Ethiopia, Kenya, China? Did you say China? No? Not, not this time, he said. No, not China this time. Um, around the world. He's been here. He spoke at a missions conference where missionaries came from all over the world in Phoenix, Arizona. For, for a week, he was there sharing and, and, and equipping and helping the gospel to go. He's winning. He's discipling. He's sending. And you know what? We're going to make sure that keeps happening. A's going to leave church triumphant this week with $10,000 to go make more charts. He's going to go take the gospel around the world, and we're going to make sure he gets to do that. We're just not going to stop. We're just not going to cease. We just aren't. Here's the thing for you sitting here. You can't, you can't just sit where you are. Would you all stand with me? Stand up. Today, I'm going to ask leaders to come. Maybe some of you are that person who needs to take that next step. God's been looking at you. He's asking you to do something, and you keep saying, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. You, like Moses, just keep saying, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. And God keeps going, yes, yes, I think so. Yes, I know so. Yeah, you better so. And he keeps prodding you and asking you to step out. We want to pray with you that God will give you the encouragement and strength to make that next step. What's in your hand? What's in your hand? Right now where you sit, some of you have got already put some things in your heart that you've just sat on and you've held back from. Time to get moving. Some of you today don't even know Jesus, but you saw that chart and you know that's you. You need Christ. We want to introduce you to him. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to the ends of the earth. That's what, the, that's what Jesus declared. Today, the gospel has been preached to you. What are you going to do with it? You need Christ. Right now where you sit, close your eyes really quick. Ask the Lord, God, are you asking me what's in my hand? God, are you asking me to come near to your son, Jesus? Now where you sit, be honest. And if you know you're not living at the level, you're not living in that place where God can use you, it's time to make a step forward. It's time to jump out the boat. The first step is just come and ask somebody to agree in prayer with you and make you accountable for taking that step. So if you're that person, come and come now. I'm not going to spend a lot of time asking and prodding nothing. That's it. If, you, if you're that person, just get here. I think there's more than one of you. Take that next step right now. Look what's in your hand. Don't be content to be where you are. 
You who are not without, you are without Christ, you need him to intervene in your life. You need to come to him and make him Lord of Savior. Now's the time. Won't you come and let us introduce you to him? Right now. The gospel is extended. Jesus, we come and we bless you. We're not content to be where we are. We're content only, God, as we come near to you. Jesus, for every person in this room right now, God, who just knows that you're calling him to higher places, you're calling her to higher places, that, God, they take that next step. God, they look at what's in their hand. They stop making excuses. I think some of you are making excuses about your schedule. I'm too busy. And God's saying, clear the schedule. Well, you know what shift I work, Lord. He don't care what shift you work. He'll help you with that. Take a step. You know what things else are going on, Lord. You know how far I live away. You know what it got, whatever. God's saying, don't worry. Stop making time an excuse. Lord, I pray, Jesus, you will call us to that place. Let us see that burning bush, Jesus. Let us respond to it, God. And let us follow you. God, the, the time is urgent. Your coming is at hand. Things are changing on our planet, God, and we need you, Lord Jesus, to show up big in our lives so that, our, that through your life, God, people will come to know Christ. Jesus, we bless you and we honor you. In the great name of Jesus, we pray. If you need prayer, we want you to come. We want to join arms with you. We're not, coming to, we're not asking you to come to put you on a spot. We just want to join arms with you. We want to pray for you. Don't wait. Lord, we love you. Sarah and Mary prayed. This is funny this morning. I tell you this so you know. Sarah and Mary both prayed that God, we would hear God calling us to the next level of commitment, having no idea what, what, that, that he was going to be preaching from Exodus chapter 4. Sarah prayed that uh, some of us would come to a place of obedience that we've never come to before. It's not ironic that, uh, that a, a had heard the voice of the Lord to, to preach from Exodus and him ask us. So if that's you, I'm just telling you, make that step. Take that next charge forward. Lord, we bless you and we love you. We'll sit here and pray. I'm going to let the rest of you go. But listen. Whatever's in your hand, God's already given. Use it. Take that next step and go back to Egypt and declare the gospel with it. Are you hearing me? In the great and awesome name of Jesus, I bless you with all of your spiritual blessing. I pray God's countenance would shine upon you. And I pray you would march forward with the glory of God, the power of his spirit, and his word of truth in your hand. I pray you would be everything God called you to be. And you would go and do all that God called you to do. And this would be no, no ordinary week in your life. But you would be used by God in the kingdom. And the gospel would be preached through you and around you and because of you. And I pray that right now you'd be empowered by him. In the great and awesome name of Jesus, we pray. Go forth. Win, disciple, and send. In Jesus' name, amen. As you leave, give God a hand.